comments? <clears throat> Any comments for this uh, Aliyah? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, she told somebody because it got passed along. <clears throat> I'm not sure who she told, but it got passed. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Because I know she kind of hid some stuff from Isaac. She might have told Yaakov. Um, he t um, told him the message, but not the dream, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's wise to do that. Yeah, it's so hard. <clears throat> so, you know, we have all this, there's a lot of unpack it, just this one little aliyah, but. It reminds me of when we were reading in, in the Mishnah. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know if we were there, but we were reading something that said something like, if you have a very troubling dream, you should, and you like it, it's, it eludes you that you should fast for that day. Remember that? Oh, during when we're doing studying the fasting time. Yeah, when we're studying fasting, and, and I think it was the Mishnah or the Mishnah Torah. I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think I remember that. <clears throat> Is that even even when it wasn't a day that that you normally fast, like Shabbat or something like that? I think that's what. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was context. just if you have a if you have a very troubling dream. Um. And you know you're not sure what it means that you should fast. You should fast that day. It's like yeah. a daytime fast. Even if it's I a guess. Shabbat, you should still fast. I don't know. I don't remember if there was a exclusion for Shabbat or not. I don't. Probably there's there is. I'm wondering why it would come would up guess. in that in that unless it was something like that. Because <clears throat> it was about the laws of fasting, not just when you should fast type of thing. But I mean, in here it's talking about you know. Two nations, you know. Um, obviously, I mean, now we feel like, I don't know if it's obvious, but we feel like these two nations are, um, are, um, was, was come from Itzak and, and Yaakov. And the, these two different nations that came out was the nation of Israel and the, the Edomites, or the nation of Edom. Which could now, uh, which we tie now to like Rome, which is tied to Christianity, which you know keeps continuing on. So these nations have gone throughout through history, and they're, they're continuing on. You know, um, kind of maybe I don't know. Seems like one of the, some of the few nations that have um, survived um, time. You know, there might be a few others out there, like maybe Egypt and. Um, We have others. different names now, though. Yeah, their names have changed. <clears throat> but there are still a few that survived. And then... Um, <clears throat> For everyone online, the question... I, well, it wasn't a question. Um, she said... A um, comment. That she said she if, wondered if if she told Itzhak... Um, if, if Rivka told if Itzhak... Rivka, if Rivka told Itzhak that this this happening, that she, these two nations were in her womb... Like what God told her, we're wondering if she, she told actually Isaac told him the dream, or, told Yaakov or, or I was thinking maybe she just told him, or maybe she didn't tell him. Maybe she just acted accordingly. Mm -hmm. 
Well, she told somebody because it got half the long. Or, or <coughs> just told Moshe what to write. And true, that's true. We don't know. Um, and we also have, um, you know, how, how Yaakov got the, got the birthright from Esau and how the roles are reversed in a way. How the old, how the younger, how the younger was set up to be able to rule over the older one, but but not yet, you know, because it's you know it's it's, it's coming essentially. Okay. <clears throat> oh, should have known it's this. Part prophecy. of why I wonder because. Isaac should have known this prophecy, and between that and then, was it talked about that he sold his birthright? You know, so if it was known that the birthright was sold, and that uh, Rivka had this dream mm -hmm. and was told that the younger was supposed to get it, then why was he trying to bless the older? Why would he still stick to the tradition of blessing the older when he? So, so Yitzhak might not have even known yeah. about it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Online, no of any commentary about that? Did you hear what Amy said? <clears throat> She's saying basically, like, Isaac, Isaac was going to bless Esau, but maybe if he had known Rivka's dream, he wouldn't have done that. Right? That's what you're saying. Or did he just reject what, he just reject what she, maybe he did know, maybe she did tell him, and, she, and he rejected what, what she said, or maybe didn't believe that the dream was from God, right? Um, well, it wasn't the natural order of how things were done to, to give that, the blessing and the birthright mm -hmm. to anyone other than the, the, the eldest well, son. In fact, later on in the Torah, well, later on in the Torah, it does say something about like if you have two wives, right? If you have two wives and you love the second one more than you love the first one, you're not supposed to give the, 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 the blessing to the second one just because so you love favored her. Wife. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to give the, what's due to the first one. But this is slightly different because they're, they're both from the same wife, but you would think the principle still applies, I would think. Yeah, because he was the firstborn. Um, Esau was the firstborn, regardless of. You know. Mordecai said, "I am inclined to believe Yitzhak did not know." Various commentators have suggested this. Yeah. So she that she kept it to herself. Well, it would make sense. Safa says she went to inquire about her dream, so she might have thought it was a personal interpretation. Even, you know, Miriam, Mary, mother, uh, Mary, Yeshua's mother, when the angel appeared to her and told her, you know, what her son would become, it said she held these things in her heart. You know, mm -hmm. what, you know when I read that, it, it, I think that she kept it to herself, at least in the beginning until things came out. Mm -hmm. All right.
so I apologize, I'm not saying the Hebrew names, but Isaac prayed to God, Rebecca prayed to God, but did they pray together? Mm -hmm. they, said they, they said they did pray together when they, when they were praying for a child, but who knows about afterwards. You know, it's really interesting that you said that because my husband and I are doing uh, marriage coaching right now, and, and that's something that um, they tell us is really important to help keep um, your marriage strong is to pray together. And we pray as a family, but not just, you know, Ruben and I, and we should remember to do that. <laughs> yes. Because there are things that you can't, don't want to say in front of your children, but you probably want to, to do pray that about. with your husband. And also, I think it's a good time to um, get together with your spouse because, you know, oftentimes spouses don't make time for each other. Um, you know, they'll make time for their children. They'll make, you know, of course, everyone makes time for themselves. And, you know, something we've been learning is that um, marriages, you know, that we should look at a marriage as a team. Like we should be, we should be as a team on the same team. And we're coming actually from different teams. Like he came from his family, which was one team. And I came from my family as one team. And as, you know, coming from different families, we learn how to play the game of life much differently than, you know, the other family. And so when we form a new team, we have to, you know, we'll think some things are strange and some things are odd and, you know, he won't understand, she won't understand this, or, and I don't like the way he does this, and I don't like the way she does this. But we have to remember that we came from different backgrounds, and we have to learn to work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, you know, I mean, God works with us despite our differences and despite our shortcomings and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, perhaps things could have been differently for, for, um, Jacob and Esau, if their, if their parents had learned this principle, you know, that they should try to, you know, become more one with each other, be more understanding of each other, tolerant, and learn how to work, work together more, um, and fill each other's needs more. Uh -huh. <clears throat> I, bet, I bet some of the sages would because <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times in, you know, in, in sages or, you know, just, I don't know, orthodox belief is like, they were, they were perfect. I'm not, not necessarily perfect, but very, very, you know, very super perfect, super good, super, yeah, really close to Shem and followed everything and everything worked perfectly, you know, that kind of thing. So whenever we like contradict or say like, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was real life, you know, this is real life. It's kind of, a, it's always a contention. Safa says that she went to inquire about her dream, so she might have thought it was a personal interpretation. And then Moshe said, I don't know, I'm, how come you guys don't speak up? You guys can speak up. Moshe said, why Hashem, why didn't Hashem reveal this to Yitzhak? And I think, I'm thinking that if he did reveal it to Yitzhak, it would have been a situation like Yosef where you know he was young he might have just blurted it out his dream and then esau would have really gotten upset even before the whole thing could happen you know and it could have just been a completely different story um and just that this was the way that it happened and could happen 
No, Isaac is the father. Why didn't Why didn't he? Oh, I'm sorry. It to both both mother and father. Oh, why okay. did he only sorry. only to the mother? I was thinking why, uh, Jacob. Yeah. And I think I mean it could have been. Yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. That is interesting. Why I um, can you hear me? This is Debbie. I, I'm just thinking about when Yaakov was born grasping Esau's heel and they put the red thread around his arm, um, that this is a continuation of that, that it's congruous all the way through. That's all. As far as the, the prophecy, it might have been a deal where uh, there's some understandings that uh, Yitzhak uh, was was kind of sort of bitter, you know, in his dealings. You know, he, when he, when he's mentioned, he's talking about the fear of my father Yitzhak, you know, and he was definitely had a different countenance than Abraham. And uh, some of the understandings by the time that uh, there was a division between Esau and 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 uh, Israel or Jacob, that you know, um, that by the time Itzhak had lost his ability to prophesy, that he he had become dimmed spiritually and and actually physically as well. So it could have been a deal where, um, you know, just as we learn, we you know, as being soulmates and mystical applications of marriage. It could be that Rivka was the more spiritual one, you know. Not, not we're not. I'm not dimish, diminishing uh, Itzhak, but it could have been that she was kind of the uh, more spiritual in the implication, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you can. Re it, we can relate it as maybe like when you're born, you know. Well, we hear this all the time, you know. Someone that's born of, of a clergy, of, of, of a pastor, a rabbi, or whatever, <clears throat> they're like almost not not forced, but expected of to you know follow in their their father's footsteps, um, even if they don't want to. They didn't choose it, and usually the father cho chose to. I want to do this. I want this is what I want to. This, this is my path. I want to do this. And then when when the child comes along, it's not necessarily. A chosen path it's almost like a given path like here's this is what you're going to do type of thing and so in this like it can repeat that's with this you know Yitzhak was this is you are part of this line already you have to continue going on whereas maybe Rivka came in and she's like you know here's these these miracles and, and the, even the, the way she she came about to be the wife of Yitzhak it was a miracle and so she was like oh I'm going to follow Hashem and I'm going to you know she had this uh, yeah, like 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 Safa said, she's a little more spiritual. She wanted to, you know, she she was she was uh she chose chose it as opposed to it being put on her. So I mean, that, that, I, that, I could see that very much happening. <clears throat> but let's continue, or else we're uh, we're never going to eat today. <laughs> All right, let's um, call up Yamod uh, Avadya Ben Abraham Lachumash.
Isaac thus settled in Gerar. When the local men asked about his wife, he told them that she was his sister. He was afraid to say that she was his wife. Rebecca was so good-looking that the local men could have killed him because of her. Once, after Isaac had been there for some time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, was looking out the window, and he saw Isaac enjoying himself with his wife, Rebekah. Abimelech summoned Isaac. But she is your wife, he said. How could you have said that she is your sister? I was afraid that I would die because of her, replied Isaac. What have you done to us, demanded Abimelech. One of the people could easily have slept with your wife. You would have made us commit a terrible crime. Abimelech issued an order to all the people, whoever touches this man or his wife shall die. I think it's, I think it's interesting that I mean, we hear such terrible things about the Philistines, but at least at this point in time, they had this law of marriage you know, that they kept. Uh, uh, seems like to me. So, I mean, that's one good thing <laughs> about them. <clears throat> they respected. They respected marriage. You know. um, it's you know, and uh, you know, then Isaac you know, obviously is following his father's example, um, where you know Abraham also did the same thing with Sarah. So it's like, it's like, I don't know, continuation. And he's probably heard the story, and maybe maybe Abraham told him, or someone told him, you know, about when your when your dad did this and this. And so he's just like, I guess that's a good idea. Or, I mean, he thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. He, he followed it. So. <clears throat> but, um, I don't know if anybody else has anything you want to share about it. Continue. Who else do we got? Yeah. Um, Rafi's not here. How about Nathanael? Oh, you already have him in there. Uh, how about Vinny? Yamod, Vinny, Ben, Ben David, Vincent, Ben David, Lachumash. <coughs> Third reading, from there to versus the land. Isaac farmed in the area. Isaac farmed in the area that year. He reaped in a hundred times as much as he sowed, for God had blessed him. This was the beginning of his prosperity. And he then continued to prosper until he became extremely wealthy. He had flocks of sheep, sheep, herds of cattle, and a large retinue re, of slaves. The Philistines became jealous of him. They plugged up, plugged up all the wells that his father's servant had dug while Abraham was still alive. They filled them with earth. Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us. You have become, become much more powerful than we are. Isaac left the area and camped in the Gerar Valley. 
Intending to settle there, he redug the wells that had been dug in the days of of his father Abraham, which which had been plugged by the Philistines after Abraham's death. He gave them the same names that his father had given them. Isaac's servants then dug in the valley and found a new well, brimming over with fresh water. The shepherds of Gerar disputed, disputed with Isaac's, Isaac's shepherds, claiming that the water was theirs. Isaac named the well Challenge, because they had challenged him. They dug another well, and it was also disputed. Isaac named it Accusation. Then he moved away from there and dug another well. This time it was not dispute, disputed, so he named it Wide, it wide Spaces. Now God will grant us wide open spaces he said we can be fruitful in the land in the land any comments we have comments about this panel we wrote a wrote a big letter about it You don't want to share about it, share that? I don't know if anybody read, everybody read it. <clears throat> you wrote a letter and sent it to the email, yes. Oh, okay. Well, it was about like names and how think, names were important and how, um, how the, the well, these, Okay, so you think that was like last time, even though it pertained to this too. <clears throat> so just reinstate, names are important. My wife has said many times, but she said this last week too. So the names of these wells that Abraham gave, that gave them names, and Yitzhak kept the same name. They were still relevant. <clears throat> so that, I guess that was the gist of her email. What do you mean far enough? It seems like uh, he was headed to Egypt because of the famine, and then God told him not to go to Egypt. And he went, and he settled among the Philistines, but he didn't go far enough. Like, he didn't give enough space for the people that were there. Mm -hmm. And so it was pushed farther and pushed farther, and finally they dug that last well. He was far enough out of the way away from the, the Philistines that they left him alone. Yeah. But I think, you know, back when Abraham was traveling those lands, I guess there wasn't as many people. And so when he dug those wells, it was, um, you know, and, yeah, um, yeah and, and he did at least, at least yeah, as well. But, made a peace treaty. 
But the other, an, other interesting thing is I have a weird story. Okay, go share. It. <laughs> this this reminds me of I w I went to a Christian college um, <clears throat> for a while, and um, they they were getting bigger, so they bought this land in a different city, and the people in that city, when they found out that it was going to be a college, they didn't they didn't care if it was Christian or not. Just that when they found out there it was going to be a college, they're like, no, we don't want our town to become a college town and everything that will bring, you know, you know, and all the partying and the, you know, whatever they thought, a you know, a bunch of young, young adults people. would bring. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like every, every week, the, the pastor or whatever would give talks about how we need to pray and we're claiming this territory and we're, you know, he was seeing it more like, uh, kind of like Joshua, like we need to like circle the promised land kind of thing, you know? And, and I, but me, I was thinking, what about this story? What about this story of, you know, Jacob's Wells, where he was humble enough to be like, oh, you don't, honest, we'll yeah, leave. let's just move on and look for something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They already bought the, the property, um, but I, they, they lost, I guess, in the, in the lawsuit for some reason mm. and they ended up um having to, to, to well I, I well maybe the contract didn't go through all the way or something like that and they ended up having to um go somewhere else oh, interesting yeah could it be like that i mean there's all this land avraham was all over going all over these different places and then his son kind of followed him but i think things change you know and i also wonder like why why did the Philistines plug up a well? It seems, seems like foolish, right? Seems foolish thing to do, especially, I mean, we always need water. We're going to need water. Why are you going to plug up something? Other, th other than they just wanted control, you know, they didn't want, you know, they didn't want some other group growing up really big and having water or something, you know, whatever, whatever it was, so. <clears throat> Well, you, well, in the ancient times, um, when you wanted to obliterate somebody, you removed their name, right? So uh, the, all these all these wells had names, and they had they were markers, kind of similar to what um, you know the future you know children of Israel deal did with the you know the different pillars and stuff. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So these, these were symbols, and so it was a kind of a way of saying. You know, no, we 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 were obliterating you. Egypt does that. They just they don't have to kill somebody. They just removed them from history. That's why we don't have the stories of Moshe. They just removed all the records. So it's it's kind of the way what they were doing was they were like, we we were starting over, starting fresh, and then and um, by recording this, you know, Yitzhak is saying, no, I'm this this my father was alive. My father did have claim to this. Mm -hmm. Whether you acknowledge it or not, this is the name. It you know that this. So each one he was reclaiming the land. You know, in, yeah. in a way. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> All right. Let's continue on. 
Um, input arc in here. Okay. Uh, no? You don't want to read? Sheila? You want to read? Phil doesn't want to. Okay. Um, Talmud, Sheila, Ben Reuven, La Torah, Bat Reuven, La Kumash. Go check what they did over there. From there, Isaac went up to Beersheba. God appeared to him that night and said, I am God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and grant you very many descendants because of my servant Abraham. Isaac. Isaac built an altar and called in God's name. He set up his tents there and his servants dug a well in the area. Abimelech came to Isaac from Gerar along with a group of friends. And the, and his general people, mm -hmm. why have you, you why have you come to me? I asked Isaac. You hate me. You drove me away from you. We have indeed seen that God is with you. They replied, We purpose that there now be dread oath between you and us. Let us make a treaty with you, that just as we did not touch you, you do not, no harm to us. We did only good to you and let you live, leave in peace. Now you are the one who is blessed by God. Isaac prepared a feast for them and they ate and drank. They okay. <coughs> That was the fourth topic. <clears throat> um, so just quick here, like a re what I said, what I, I posted a little thing this week about this and about how <clears throat> the Philistines are saying, like, <clears throat> we didn't do anything wrong to you. We, we, we only treated you with good, you know, like, it was like, come on, obviously you did some wrong, you know, like, and, uh, you know, but, but Sock was just like, oh, okay, you know, like, pretty much took their apology, even though it wasn't really apology. You know I, mean? so I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> and it commented, you know, that some people just, they have too much pride, they can't even apologize correctly, you know. You know it, it just happens sometimes. <clears throat> some people just, you know, their apology is like a non-apology. I mean, you even see it in kids, you know, sometimes they're like, can I say sorry? And they're just like, sorry, you know, like, meanest sorry ever they could ever give, right? And that was like kind of the same situation here. You know, like they knew that they had to say apologize because they saw that Hashem was with with Itzak and like they weren't gonna beat him or whatever, so they had to like apologize, but they, they couldn't really apologize, so they did this like terrible apology, you know. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like the kid the child who who accidentally hurts the other child, and then they're like, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. 
you, you accidentally hurt them, but it wasn't my fault. You know, so it's kind of the same thing. You know, we didn't do anything. We, it wasn't our fault. You know, we only treated them good. <laughs> because <clears throat> it's talking about the Philistines, right? Mm -hmm. And Palestine is where. Sorry, Philistine, that word Philistine or Palestine in um, Hebrew is where the name Palestine came from. Mm -hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know the history about that, it's what Israel's, it's, it's, a, it's a name that Israel's conquerors gave her, gave to the land to mock, to mock the Jewish people, mm -hmm. saying, basically, we're going to call you by the name of one of your enemies biblical enemies and so it became known as palestine for a long time but like <laughs> there's a lot of parallels right now from with you know the story right here and modern day palestine meaning like hamas dominated uh palestine in terms of you know Abraham dug those wells but they're like no these are our wells you know and that's what palestine that's what the muslims are doing right now they're saying well, yeah, you're, whatever, These are, this is our land. I don't care if you were here before, you know, this is still our land. And, you know, trying to kick the Jewish people out and, um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, even though, often, you know, it's Palestine that's instigating a lot of the fighting that's going on when, when Israel finally fights back and puts them in place, they do, they do this, fake treaty you know just like yeah. this non-apology it's like a fake yeah. fake peace fault. treaty it wasn't our fault they were pushing us whatever yeah that kind of thing just interesting the parallels oh and it reminds me of um something that i was reminded of this week um the quote goes and they say that it's from the talmud but but i read in miodea i think ariel was telling me this that it didn't it wasn't quoted exactly in these words until the 16th century but basically that this idea in judaism that that the deeds of the fathers or the actions of the fathers serve as signs for their children, meaning the things that happened in the days of the Bible are are symbolic of things that will happen to us, you know, in kind of like in all times, it seems. It's like there are themes in the Bible and they just keep repeating themselves. I was also gonna say, like, they didn't they didn't even care about that land until like Israel came in and started making it better, you know, and then they're like, oh, now we want that land, all of a sudden. And it happens all the time, still, it still happens, still happens there. <clears throat> all right, continue on. Where's my Nathan? We're going to switch you. Oh, no, wait, I can't switch you. You might have practiced. Uh, who else wants to read? I guess I'll read again. Or do you want to? No, you're doing it. I'll just read again. All right, I'll do the fifth, the fifth reading. You want to read? Oh, okay. Ta'amod Amy ben Abraham la Humas. Isaac prepared a feast for them, and they ate and drank. They got up early in the morning, and they made mutual oath, a mutual oath. Isaac then bid them farewell, and they left in peace. 
On that very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had been digging. We have found water, they announced. Isaac names the well Jiba. The city, therefore, called Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Berai, the Hittite, and Basemath, daughter of Elan, the Hittite. His wives became a source of spiritual bitterness to Isaac and Rebekah. Isaac had grown old, and his eyesight was fading. He summoned his elder son, Esau, my son, yes. I am old, and I have no idea when I will die. Now take your equipment, your daughter, and your bow, and go out in the field and trap me some game. Oh. I remember what I read it all. Make it into a tasty dish the way I like it, and bring it to me to eat. My soul will then bless you before I die. Rebecca had been listening while Isaac was reading to Esau his son. Speaking to Esau his son, Esau went out to the field to trap some game and bring it home. Rebecca came to her son, Jacob. I just heard your father speaking to your brother Esau. He said, bring me some game and prepare it into something tasty. I will eat it and bless you in, in God's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Heed my instructions carefully. Go to the sheep and take two choice young kids. I will prepare them with a tasty recipe just the way your father likes them. You must bring it to your father so that he will eat it and bless you before he dies. But my brother Esau is hairy, replied Jacob. I am smooth-skinned. Suppose my father touches me. He will realize that I am an imposter. I will gain a curse rather than a blessing. Let any curse be on me, my son said the mother, but listen to me and go bring me what I asked. Jacob went and fetched what his mother had requested. She took the kids and prepared them, and using the tasty recipe that Jacob's father liked best. Rebecca then took her older son Esau's best clothing, which she had in her keeping, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She also placed the young kid's goatskins on his arms, on the hairless parts and on the hairless parts of his neck. Rebecca handed to her, her to her son Jacob the delicacy and the bread she had baked. He came to his father. Father, who are you, my son? It is I, Esau, your firstborn, said Jacob. I have done as you have asked. Sit up and eat the game I trapped, so that your soul will bless me. How did you find it so quickly, my son, asked Isaac. God, your Lord, was with me. Come closer to me, said Isaac to Jacob. Let me touch you, my son. Are you really Esau or not? Jacob came closer to his father Isaac, and Isaac touched him. He said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not realize who it was because there was hair on Jacob's arms just like those on his brother Esau. Isaac was about to bless him. But are you really my son Esau? I am. Then serve me the food. I will eat the game that my son trapped, so that my soul may bless you. Jacob served it, and Isaac ate. Then he brought Isaac some wine, Isaac some wine, and he drank it. 
His father Isaac said to him, Come closer and kiss me, my son. Jacob approached and kissed him. Isaac smelt the fragrance of his garments and blessed him. He said, See, my son's fragrance is like the perfume of a field blessed by God. May. The midrash of that clothing, the garments was uh, it was passed down from from Adam or something like that, right? That was, that was, that's the midrash. that's a story. It was passed down from Adam down to Noah down to Abraham and continued on all the way to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, I'd heard the story that the clothes, the clothes were given to Adam from by God when they got kicked out of Eden, and then somehow it got passed down to Esau. Mean that? Oh, the ones that he that God made. The one that Hashem made. The first clothes that were made. That's the story. But it's nice. It's kind of interesting how it ties. And it would make sense why it's such a special clothing all of a sudden never mentioned because it wasn't, you know, this kind of stuff is never mentioned in Torah. And then all of a sudden, you know, put on his best clothes. Like, why? Why is it all of a sudden mentioned? So that's why they want to try to tie it in. <clears throat> that midrash is, uh, also kind of shows up in. When uh, Esau sells his birthright, oh, does it? Because the the midrash says that he had just killed Nimrod and stole the clothing. Oh, uh, that's right. The Nimrod right. had got it from you know his you know the the uh, the evil sons of uh, the evil son of uh, Noah, right? He stole oh. the clothes from Noah, and it made its way to Nimrod, and Esau was redeeming his father and. And uh, killed Nimrod. And anyways, it's, it's a big midrash. But you know, it's interesting. Is uh, hold on a second. I just lost my thought. Uh, okay, so uh, even though uh, Itzhak has kind of a diminished prophecy capacity and he's blinded, it seems to indicate that the Messiah is going to be wrapped up in strange clothes. Right, he is a voice of you know another son, but yet the outward appearance of Esau, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it, it could point to you know you know our our Messiah Yeshua, you know that he's kind of wrapped up in Jesus clothes, you know, but at the core he's you know he's he's Yaakov. Yeah, interesting. Know. That's interesting. Yeah, there's all these ties into that, and also you can even tie it socks. I guess kind of crippled, crippled. You know, he's kind of blind. He can't um, do things, and so he also, you know, just like Mashiach's true um, powers or whatever, he's kind of, kind of like limited. You know, there's like this limitation to him in a way. And so that's kind of similar. It can be tied to him anyway. anyway.
there's so many little connections that can always be tied to Yeshua in, in, this, in this ministry and stuff. Um, at least to the to the Jewish people, you know, he's been like he's been like hidden and pushed away and that kind of thing. <clears throat> but yeah, very very uh, good connections. Uh, let me pull in Atul Yahu. has been been quiet today, but he, now he has to speak. Yamur Atul Yahu ben Abraham Lachumash. Six. Brad. Shalom. Shabbat. Shalom. <clears throat> okay. The Yitin Lecha Elohim. Metal ha shamaim um shaman shamane haaretz verov dagan vet. Tirosh Va Abduka Amin Ve Yishtakavu Lecha Leumim Heve Gevir Le Akeka Ve Yishtakavu Lecha Benay Imecha Oreka Oreka Arur Umevarekeka Baruch Vayahi Kaasher Kila Yitkak Lavarech et Yakov Vayahi Ach Yatso Yatsa Yaakov Meet Penei Yitchak Aviv Vasav Achiv Ba Mitse Ido. There you go. <laughs> mm. All right. You want to read the English for us? Sure. And you may give the Lord, and, and may the Lord give you the dew of the heavens and of the fatness of the earth and an abundance of grain and wine. Nations shall serve you and kingdoms shall bow down to you. You shall be a master over your brothers and your mother's sons shall bow down to you. Those who curse you shall be cursed and those who bless you shall be blessed. And it came to pass when Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and it came to pass Jacob had just left his father Isaac's presence, that his brother Esau came from his hunt. And he too had many tasty foods. 
and he brought them to his father, and he said to his father, let my father arise and eat the, of the game of his son, so that your soul will bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. And Isaac shuddered a great shudder. And he said, who then is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate of everything while you had not yet come. And I blessed him. He too shall be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with a great and bitter cry. And he said to his father, bless me too, O my father. And he said, your brother came with a cunning with cunning and took your blessing. And he said, is it for this reason that he was named Jacob? For he has deceived me twice. He took my birthright and behold, now he has taken my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I made him a master over you. I gave him all his brothers as servants, and I have sustained him with corn and wine. So for you then, what shall I do, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. And Esau raised his voice and wept. And his father Isaac answered and said unto him, Behold, your dwelling place shall be the fat places of the earth and of the dew of the heaven from above. And you shall live by your sword and you shall serve your brother. And it will be when you grieve that you will break his yoke off your neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing that his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, let the days of mourning for my father draw near. I will then kill my brother Jacob. And Rebekah was told of the words of Esau, her elder son. And she sent out and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, behold, your brother Esau regrets his relationship to you and wishes to kill you. And now, my son, hearken to my voice and arise, flee to my brother Laban, to Haran, and you shall dwell with him for a few days until your brother's wrath has subsided, until your brother's rage subsides from you and he forgets what you did to him. And I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of both of you on one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth like these from the daughters of the land, of what use is life to me? And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. And he commanded him and said unto him, you shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a, from there a wife of the daughters of Laban, 
your mother's brother. And may the Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. And you shall become an assembly of people. And may he give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your seed with you, that you may inherit the land of your sojournings, which God gave to Abraham. All right. So much. Yeah, I know it's not. We have to fix it. We can't do anything about it. I have a thought for you, Rabbi. Any comments? I have a thought for you, Rabbi, if you don't mind. Let's see. Um, Hello? There's a lot in there. Can you hear me? I um I just noticed today that it was it was Yaakov that actually sent him to to go to his brother in law's homeland. I, I for some reason I always thought it was Rivka that I know Rivka told him that he should go, but it was Yaakov who sent him and blessed him, you know, as he left. So he got many blessings from his father. Um, it's interesting. Um, well, I do have one interesting comment, I think, that, um, so there's a Kabbalistic view that um, Hinduism uh, was started by one of Avraham's descendants, or it says here, he gave, Avraham gave him gifts and sent them away from his son Isaac while he, Avraham, was still alive, eastward to the land of the east, and that, and that this gift was monotheism. And my friend, was, uh, Tovia Behanu, he said, he was talking to his Hindu friend one time, and he said, how many gods do you have? And his Hindu friend said, there's only one God. And mm. that sounds, that may sound strange coming from a, a Hindu, but um, I guess what they say is that back in, you know, in, in, its, in its roots, it was a monotheistic religion, and that like other religions, it, it, it started becoming uh, more pagan. Um, and just the idea that, you know, Avraham, before he sent his, when it says he gave him gifts and he, and he sent them to, away, you know, to the east, that these gifts were like the, the knowledge of God, at least a monotheistic, a very primitive, you know, more, primi more primitive knowledge of God because all these things in the Bible hadn't happened yet, right? And he became detached from the people of Israel, but, you know, and it, 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 became, it became what it is now. And even, you know, with this kind of thought, you know, I, I think it would explain why there are other, um, for example, Native American tribes that have traces of um, things that we might find in Torah, like the idea of, you know, one God, or, you know, great spirit and stuff like that. But because of, because of detachment from 
from the Torah and from the Bible and from and from the people of Israel, it, it it looks so different from what it probably once was, you know, a, a long time ago. And yet there are tribes and places that they found, like as different ones in Africa or something, where you're really shocked at, I, well, I was just not knowing how close they were still to Judaism. I think, I think that was later, though. I think those would be more part of the lost tribes. Um, like, for example, in... In Africa, one of their stories is, was it that um, when, Sol when King Solomon, when he was visited by, I forgot Queen who it was, Queen of Sheba. the Queen of Sheba, that when she went back to her people, that they converted to Judaism or something like that, right? And so that was hmm. part, that's where they descended. That's where the Ethiopian Jews came from. Was it Ethiopian? Was it Ethiopian? But even there's some other ones, I mean, the Nigerian... Jews there too. They have are they there's a Nigerian tribe that had all these like Jewish things that they would do. They didn't even know until they started learning about Judaism that it was like connected. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is uh, I just was it it was just rest yesterday I was listening to Rav Dor Moshe and he was kind of re rebuking Jews and saying, Look, we have brothers all around the world, you know, that have kept you know these Torah traditions, and <clears throat> and then when they come to learn, um, Ju you know, modern day Judaism, they adopt it and they embrace it. And the, there are brothers, and the only thing that's really keeping them from joining us is us. You know, he was saying it's 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 our. There's there's nothing about them that disqualifies them. It's only us that are disqualifying them. Disqualifying like prejudice them. And prejudice Prejudice and stuff like that, or just the uh, way their attitude is? Or? Prejudice and, I think, politics. Pre prejudice, politics. Yeah. When it comes to Messianic Judaism, there's, there's a difference. There's, you know, there's the history between Christianity and Judaism and all the persecution mm -hmm. that happened from Christian and, and uh, you know, Catholic um, arms. And there's no distinction with Jews. There's no distinction between... Catholicism and Christianity, because Martin Luther, who's you know the pro one of the fathers of Protestantism, he was just as guilty of anti-Semitism and hatred towards the Jewish people, um, and violence as, towards yeah, the Jewish people, just like Catholicism. So you know a lot, a lot of people say, well, that was the Catholics. And it's like no, it's not just the Catholic. It's it's the Christian Church as well, and it's it's not and it's not just people. It's also in, there's anti-Semitism embedded in the doctrines of Christianity that that give fuel to many and have given fuel to many historically um, that they've used to justify um, hatred and violence towards the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. All right. Call up All right. Abraham la Right here, right here to the end. Isaac, Vincent, 
Yaakov on his way. Yaakov set, headed down to Don Aram to Levan, Levan, son of Bethuel, the Arame, Aramean, the brother of Rivka, Yaakov and Esau's mother. Esau saw that Yaakov, that Yitzhak had, had blessed Yaakov and sent him to Padan Aram to find a wife, including in his blessing the charge, do not marry a Can Canaanite girl. He also knew that Yaakov had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Padan Aram. Esau understood that the Canaanite girls were displeasing to his father Yitzhak. Esau therefore went to Ishmael and married Machla, daughter of Abraham's son Ishmael, a sister of Nebaioth, in addition to his other wives. Three wives. I think in some sense Esau felt that that was a good thing. Get a daughter from Ishmael. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was. Maybe they were better. A little bit better. All right. Um, left here. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, both of them. Ta'amud. Mayim ba Avraham la Humash. Baruch 
של עמו, אם נהיה האמת והצדק. אמן. Was not Esau the brother of Jacob, the word of Hashem? Yet I love Jacob. But I hate Esau. I made his mountains a desolation and gave his heritage to the desert serpents. Though Edom will say we have become destitute, but we will return and rebuild the ruins. Thus says Hashem, master of legions. They may build, but I will tear down. They will be called the boundary of wickedness and the people whom Hashem has condemned forever. And your eyes will behold it, and you will say upon the territory of Israel, May Hashem be glorified. A son will honor his father, and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says Hashem, Master of Legions, to you, the Kohanim who scorn my name. Yet you say, How have we scorned your name? We present on my altar loathsome food, and you say, How have we loathed you? By your saying, The table of Hashem is repulsive. When you present a blind animal for sacrifice, is nothing wrong? And when you present a lame or sick animal, is nothing wrong? Present it, if you please, to your governor. Would he be pleased with you or show you favor, said Hashem, master of legions? And now, if you entreat God, will he be gracious unto us? This sin comes from your hand. Will he show you favor, says Hashem, master of legions? If only there were someone among you who would shut the temple doors so that you could not kindle upon my altar in vain. I have no desire for you, said Hashem, Master of Legions, and I will not accept an offering from your hand. For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name is great among the nations. And in every place where the offerings are presented to my name, and also pure meal offerings, my name is great among the nations, says Hashem, Master of Legions. But you defile it by your saying, The table of the Lord is loathsome, and by your description of it as its food is repulsive. You say, Behold, this offering is so burdensome. And so you vex him, says Hashem, Master of Legions. You bring the stolen and the lame and the sick animal and bring it as an offering. Shall I accept it from your hand, says Hashem? Cursed be the charlatan who has a superior ram in his flock, but vows and sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For a great king am I, says Hashem, Master of Legions, and my name is awesome among the nations. And now this commandment is upon you, O Kohanim. If you do not listen and do not take it to heart to render honor to my name, says Hashem, Master of Legions, I will send the curse among you, and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed it, for you do not take to heart. Behold, I am suppressing the seed because of you, and I will scatter filth upon your faces, the filth of your festive offering. Your sin will carry you to this. Know that I have sent this commandment to you, so that my covenant should be with Levi, says Hashem, Master of Legions. My covenant was with him, life and peace. I gave, these with, I gave these to him for the sake of the fear with which he feared me, for he was in awe of my name. The teaching of truth was in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and with fairness, and turned many away from iniquity. For the lips of the Kohen should safeguard knowledge, and people should seek teaching from his mouth, For he is an agent of Hashem, master of regions. Baruch Atarunai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Zor Kol HaOlamim, Tzadik B'chol HaDorot, Ha'el HaNe'eman, Ha'omer V'yotzei, Ha'medaber Umkayim, 
Have compassion upon thine, for it is the source of our lives, and deliver the, the dreary hearted speedily in our days. Blessed are you, Hashem, who rebuilds Jerusalem. Amen. Cause the shoot of David to sprout forth and lift up his horn with your salvation. Blessed are you, Hashem, shield of David. Amen. Grant us rest, for you are our Father, and rule over us speedily, for you are our King. Blessed are you, Hashem, who sanctifies Hashem. Amen. The Haftra portion is, um, as far as I can tell, it's always tied to the Torah portion in some way. And of course, the very obvious connection here is that um, it, it ref the Haftra portion um, references Jacob and Esau, which the Torah tor portion um, was heavily about. Um, but then it's, I think it's very interesting that it goes on to talk about how um, how how the children of Israel did not revere Hashem. They didn't fear Hashem. And the example, the main example given, is that they would bring not the best of their flock um, when, when giving, when giving uh, sacrifices. And I, I, I believe that the, so meaning that the children of Israel, um, they didn't give their best to God, and meaning God was not, the most important thing in their lives, right? And that should be fine for people who don't know and acknowledge God. But if we truly know who God is and we truly acknowledge who He is, He's the King of He's the King of the universe. He's the Creator of all mankind. And so when we enter into His house or His place of worship, we should be dressing. Our, and this is this is why Jews, you know, we uh, Jews dress dress formally, you know, especially for Shabbat. You know, I tell my children, you know, they have holy clothes and I don't want them to wear holy clothes, but they get holes in their clothes so much that it's like, okay, well, I can't like just always buy them clothes all the time. So I'm like, at least on Shabbat, at least on Shabbat, please don't wear clothes with holes in it. Please don't wear things that are dirty with it. And, you know, this is, this is, this is a, 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 the first time I read about this connection in Judaism was from a Kabbalistic book that um, Ariel Manning gave us. And it was, it, was, it was likening, you know, in Judaism, we liken the home to the temple in Israel. And the Shabbat table, um, we liken it to the, 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 the altar where the sacrifices were given. And, you know, we are the priests, right? We're, we're like, we're like a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And so that's why on Shabbat, we should be presenting our best. We should be dressing our best. We should be acting our best. You know, and we should be, you know, focused and concentrated on God. I was just telling um, one of, I was telling my children the other day, why do we, um, not during the Amidah or the Shema, but during personal prayer, I say, why do we, why do we close our eyes during personal prayer? And it's because, you know, when we are talking to a person, you know, we want to give them eye contact because we want to, want, want them to understand that we're focusing on them. We're 
devoting our attention to them. But when we are speaking to God, God, we can't see God's eyes. He's the invisible God. So we close our eyes so that we, you know, we're devoting our full attention to him. So we're not looking around and being distracted and, and stuff like that. And so it's just this whole idea of giving our best to God. But there's a midrash that um, when one of the difference it, where it says that Yaakov, he dwelt in tents and um, the sages say that that is uh, that what that means, you know, this, the word to dwell, it's, it comes from the word to sit. And that's where the word um, yeshiva comes from. Yeshiva is the name for a Jewish um, place of learning. And um, whether it's, uh, whether it's for uh, children or whether it's for adults, we call it a yeshiva. And it comes from the world, the word, the, the root word, which means to sit, right? We sit down to learn the Torah. And so, um, so when it says that Jacob dwelt in tents, the sages saw that as he took time. His, what he liked to do the most was he liked to sit and study the Torah. And they say that Esau, and he was a man of the field, he liked to hunt. And of course, there's a Midrashim that say that he, was, he hunted men and he was a murderer. I don't believe that literally. I don't believe most Midrashim literally. But I believe that what it means is that his, his um, you know, I, I believe that the Midrashim, they're there not to be taken literally, but to be taken figuratively. And that there are lessons in there, not laws. And that the lesson that we can gain from that Midrashim is that we shouldn't be people of the flesh, people who want to conquer um, other people, but instead that we should, and that's what, you know, when we pursue money and when we pursue power, that's really what we're doing, right? We want to conquer other people. We want to hunt people, either their resources or we want to take control of them, right? But instead we should be like Yaakov. We should be not devoted to conquering and dominating in this world, but we should be dedicated to learning God's ways and, um, and growing in, in his character and and even in the Haftra portion where it says, I hated, I hated Esau. Well, I don't believe that Hashem really hated Esau, but he hated his ways. He hated that he put, you know, fleshly things above him, which is why he preferred Yaakov. And something also about the Torah portion that I want to say that I think is tied to all of this is that, um, oh man, oh yeah, um, is that, you know, so what was the, the, the question someone posed, I think, was that, you know, why didn't he tell Esau, excuse me, why didn't he tell Yitzhak about the plan to bless um, es, um, Yaakov instead of Esau? And uh, from Prager, you know, I, I, we, we um, listened to Dennis Prager's Torah class, and he has the, this rational Bible that has come out. And, you know, Dennis Prager isn't a perfect man, but I really love the fact that he is, um, he grew up as an Orthodox Jew. I don't think he's Orthodox anymore, but he's still very Orthodox in his thinking. Um, you know, he's not a leftist, like liberal Jew. He's very, um, you know, traditional in his thinking and that, and um, he, he believes in the commandments. And, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting my thoughts. Oh yes, something that Prager says about, about the Torah is that it completely, turns things upside down like for example back in the, those days women could not own land they could barely speak they weren't given much um much regard in terms of um 
their intelligence, you know, stuff like that. But in Judaism, and in, you know, uh, women are much more revered and lifted up than they were in the times that Judaism grew up in and in the Torah, you know, speaks about. And one of these instances is with is with Rivka. You know, it, it, the 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 prophecy was not entrusted to the man; it was entrusted to the woman. And you know, Reuben reads this book by Shalom Marush, women's, uh, what's it called? Garden of Peace, Garden of Amuna for Men. And it gives a lot of credit to women. And women aren't supposed to read the book. It's supposed to be only a man's book. But it gives a lot of credit to women in Judaism. Um, and, and, for, and it tells the, the men to listen to their wives and to, to, and to believe that God is speaking through them to them, to, 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 the, to the husbands. And I think that this comes from these kinds of stories in the Bible, you know, um, where Rebecca had the spiritual insight as to who was the one who was supposed to get the blessing, even though the 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 culture demanded that it should go to the to the eldest. Well, that's not God doesn't just follow tradition traditions of men and, and the culture of men. He he follows his will, and um, we see the same, you know, with Abraham and Sarah, you know. Um, God told Abraham to listen to Sarah, in, even in, you know, in sending away Ishmael, one of his sons, he says, listen to her. It seems crazy to us, but she had insight. Um, so it, it just, God is constantly making, uh, what is the verse where it talks about how he makes, he makes the foolish wise and he makes the, the humble and he lifts, lifts them up. You know what I'm talking about? I can't quote it directly right now, I'm having some brain issues. <laughs> but um, I think it's just that, that, that whole pattern. And even with Jacob and Esau, you know, Esau was the manly man, so to speak. And um, that was more prized back in those days to be this mighty hunter back in the days when, you know, people hunted for food, um, right? But, but God said, no, that's not where my priorities lie. That's not what I see as valuable. Um, I see people who are dedicated to studying my word, um, that is what I prize. And it's the same today, you know, who, you know, who is, who, who do we speak of in the media? We talk about Elon Musk and, you know, Jeff Bezos and, and these stars that have a lot of money and they're really popular and famous and rich and, you know, whatever. And those are the, those are the people, those are the Esau's of our world. Um, but that's not who, who, who God blesses. He blesses the humble. He blesses the lowly. He blesses Israel. Israel is a very despised nation, but, you know, Israel is the only nation that is, is blessed in the Bible and the only nation that um, will carry on the promises of God throughout all eternity. Continue our sidur and close the service. So turn to page uh, 77, I believe it is. Psalm 145. Okay. Tehila le David, Rav Rechashim Kalelam Va'et 
Vekoyom Avracheka Veahala Shimkalelamvaed Gadol Adonai Umhalome Od Velig Dulato Enkecher Dola Dola Sabachma Necha Ugvoratecha Yagidu Hedarke Vodhodecha Nidelipotecha Asicha Vezus Noratecha Yomeru Ugdulatakha <laughs> Kavod machutecha yomeru, Ugburatecha yadaberu, Udiliva de adam gebrotav, Kvod hadar machuto, Machukov machut kol olamim, Umem shotecha bechodor vador, Sumek adonai le kohanufim, Bezokef le kol ha kefufim, and they call it lecha yasoberu, veatano ten lechem batabeto, poteyake yadecha, umat be a loco caraton, sadik adonai be koderecha, behasid be kolmasaf, koro le kokrehaf, the ko asirikre ove emet, return nere av yase. The Shavatam Ishma Yoshi M. Shomer Adonai et Vokhav. The Koshmaim Yashmit. Tela Adonai Adabepi. Ivarek Kobesar Shem Kotshol Elam Vaeh. Alright. Let us do Misha Berak on page 85. And when I say bless the sick, um, say the name out loud. May the one who blessed our fathers and our mothers, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, may he bless the sick. Sarai, uh, Lee, Glassstone. Zafa, son of Mavis. Leah, Bat, Peshachai, Wayne, Cloyd. Any others? May the Holy Blessed One overflow with compassion upon them, to restore them, to heal them, to strengthen them, to rejuvenate them. May He send them speedily a complete healing from heaven, a healing of the soul, and a healing of the body, speedily, without delay. And let us all say, Amen. And a prayer for our government, on page 86. Our God and God of our ancestors, accept with mercy our prayer for our land and its government. Pour out your blessing on this land, on its president, judges, officers, and officials who work faithfully for the public good. Teach them from the laws of your Torah, enlighten them with the rules of your justice, so that peace, tranquility, happiness, and freedom will never depart from our land. God of all that lives, please bestow your spirit on all the inhabitants of our land and plant love, fellowship, peace, and friendship between the different communities and faiths that dwell here. Uproot from their hearts all hate, animosity, jealousy, and strife in order to fulfill the longings of its people who aspire for its dignity and desire to see it as a light for all nations. And so may it be God's will that our land be a blessing for all who live on earth, and that fellowship and liberty will dwell between them. Establish soon the vision of your prophet. Nation will not raise sword against nation, and they will no longer learn war. And as it is said, 
for all of them will know me from the smallest to the greatest. Mm -hmm. And um, now let's um, do our Musaf Hamidah. <clears throat> so let's go back to page 24. I think it is. Uh, 36, 36. Back to the page 36, and we'll all, each do our own personal um, Musaf Amidah in the language that you know best. Rainier. Those who are still doing their personal Amidah continue to do so. We'll turn back to page 88 for the Ein Kalochenu. Um, you are our God, you are our Lord, you are our King, you are our, you are our Deliverer. You are He to whom our fathers offered before you the fragrant incense. Ein Kalochenu, Ein Kadonenu. En kemochenu, en kemoshi enu, mi helochenu, mi haronenu, mi kemochenu, mi kemoshi enu, 
no de le lo he nu, no de la done nu, no de le ma he nu, no de la mo si e nu, Baruch Eloheinu, Baruch Adoneinu, Baruch Macheinu, Baruch Moshieinu, Atahu Eloheinu, Atahu Adoneinu, Atahu Macheinu, Atahu Moshieinu, Atahu Sheikteru, Avoteinu, Lepanecha et Kateret Hasami. All right, and let's turn to the 89 and 90 for the Elenu. It is our duty to praise the Master of all, to ascribe greatness to the Father of creation, Author of creation, for He made us unlike the nations of the lands, and not place us like the families of the earth. Velo samanu kamishpachot hadama, shelo sam chachenu kahem, vegora lenu kechohamonam, vanachnu korim, umishtachavim umodim, lipne melek machehamlachim, akadosh paruchu, shehuno teshamayim veyoseraret, Umoshaka karabashamaimima, Ushina tuzo, Ushina tuzo, Begave me romim, Hu Eloheinu enot, Emet machenu epatsulato, Kakatu betorato, Veratahayom, Veratahayom, Vashavota, Eleva vecha. Ki Adonai Huha Elohim Bashamayim Ima Ve'al Ha'aretz Ve'al Ha'aretz Mi'itach Ha'enot Enot Ve'ne'emar Ve'haya Adonai Le'melech Akol Ha'aretz Ve'yom Ha'hu Ve'yom Ha'hu Ye Adonai Echad Ushemo 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 Echad And page 91 and 92, the Adon Olam. Um, and he was and he is and he shall be eternally in splendor. And he is first and there is no second to compare to him, to be his equal. Without beginning and without end, His is the power and dominion. Adonolam Hashem Alak Beterim Kol Yitzinivra Le'ed Nasab Echetzokol Azai Melech Shemonikra Acharei Kiklot Hakol Levado Yimlok Nora Vehu Haya Behu hove, behu ye betif ara, behu echad ve encheni, le hamjila le hakbira, beli reshit, beli taklit, beloha oz ve hamisra, behu eli ve chaigo ali, betsuchevli be etzara, 
Behuni si umanosli menako si beyom echra beyado achiruhi beerishan beaira beimruhi geviati adonali beloira. All right, and some words from Yeshua, our great rabbi and Messiah. Therefore, I tell you, whenever you ask, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you are, and when you are stand praying, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sin. All right, Shabbat Shalom. 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 Shalom. Um, no. Is there class this afternoon? Uh, I was wondering, like, if your car had problems or something. That's a uh, just gas problems. Ruben, is there class today? All right, everybody. Is there class today? Yeah, where do you at, baby? Um, okay, I can get you some milk. Is there class today? Guess they can't hear us. the D class today um, we're doing it I think it's at 5 p.m. so if you want to join in our Mishnah class and then next week is Avaria will be giving a talk or uh, leading class so, um, so we'll come today and next week five p.m. yes the same link, and I'll post it. I'll put a little reminder in out there. Stuff. Have a wonderful lunch.
rest of the Shabbat. Hi, Valarissa. Hi, I miss you. <laughs>